0: Welcome back to Season 5 of It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. New year, new me, same haunts. Often we'll get stories that sound like they've been told before, or we'll hear of people looking for others who may have experienced something similar. It's natural to not want to feel alone. To not feel crazy when the impossible or improbable happen. When the brain can't fathom what it saw or heard. Here at It's Haunted What Now, we promise to believe you, support you, and reassure you that you're not crazy, that there are more like you out there. In the spirit of support and reassurance, we've curated an eclectic collection of personal accounts to weird and freak you out. Okay, ready to get spooked? Formal ad 9978 kicks off today's episode, unsure if what's happening is real or logical malfunctions. My wife and I have been living in a townhome for a little over a year. There have been a few strange things here and there that I've brushed off as just normal things. Items falling from the pantry, dishes shifting in the sink, strange sounds, the kind where my wife says, What was that? And I have no idea but brush it off as nothing. Fast forward to the present. We have a newborn and I installed motion sensor LED lights under the bed so it's easy to see where we're going when we get up with her in the night. I've noticed that these go on randomly, or I'll walk upstairs and they're on with no one in the room. Same with the Nanit camera, saying there's motion detected when no one is upstairs. I've just chalked it up to shadows activated it, or something else logical must have activated it. We also put up our Christmas tree this weekend, but Sunday morning, I woke up to the top half of the tree lights being burned out. Okay, that's weird, but what are you going to do? Then, later that night, we're on the couch and watch the middle section of the tree lights get really bright. I mean, way too bright for a normal Christmas tree light. And then, they completely burn out. Each plastic bulb had scorch marks on it. Okay, so that's weird, but it must just be a wiring thing. Here's where I need input. Tonight, I went into the nursery upstairs, the room across ours where we do a lot of diaper changes, feedings, etc. She doesn't stay in there on her own yet because she's so young. However, she and I went in to get a bottle going and then I noticed a flashing pink light from the closet. The room is pitch black, so I had no idea what it was. I turned the light on and they were light up rain boots for when she gets older, activating on their own. I have never seen that happen ever and honestly forgot they were there. We were nowhere near them and I wasn't walking at the time, thinking maybe my footsteps triggered them. The baby had fallen asleep, false alarm on the bottle, so I promptly took her back to our room across the hall and put her in the bassinet right next to my side of the bed. Not long after that, The motion detector lights from under the bed started going off at least 4 times. The sensor to activate these lights is right next to my side of the bed and the bassinet, meaning whatever was triggering the lights would have had to be right next to us. The floor would light up for 30-45 to seconds, go black for 15-30 to seconds or so, and then go off again. It was bizarre. I grabbed my baby and pulled her up to me because I was just getting a weird feeling. She's still sleeping on me. I don't know if I will sleep tonight. There was just something off-putting about it. If anyone has any information on whether or not I'm looking too much into this, or if there's something here, please let me know. 7.30am update. The light-up shoes kept going off throughout the night when I had to go in that room to get a bottle or change her diaper. So much so that I started to think they were just bugging out. Now that I'm in the room this morning... They aren't lighting up at all on their own. Does not give me a great feeling, doesn't feel like anything sinister, but was somewhat off-putting. 1.30pm update. Further clarification. This morning when the light-up boots weren't flashing, I picked them up and hit them on the ground. I wasn't getting any response, so I started to think they had just bugged out and the batteries were dead. Later this afternoon, I went into that room to change a diaper. I took some of your advice and said the words, You're not welcome here, please leave, and the boots lit up once. I absolutely kid you not. The next words out of my mouth were, Oh, Jesus Christ. I changed the diaper quickly, turned back around to the boots and said again, Whoever you are, whatever you are, please leave us alone. Whether you mean us well or not, please leave. You are not welcome. And again, I kid you not. The boots lit up once. I don't know if that was an acknowledgement or an F you. Time will tell. Any other thoughts are welcome. Alright, so the light up boot situation, any parent out there right now listening who has a child that has used light up shoes knows how incredibly difficult they are sometimes to light up. You can smash it against your palm really heavily and you won't get a response. Your kid could just be walking normally and then they're lighting up all over the place. I have never seen any shoes light up randomly without being touched. That's crazy to me. Not you're crazy. That's crazy to me. So I know that there were other parents likely listening the same way that I was while I was reading this and going, uh, yeah, no, that's something you should definitely be worried about because that just doesn't happen. I would be so curious to know if there is anybody out there who's like, no, actually, my shoes have gone off without me being in them, around them, touching them, whatever. Like, that's kind of mm, interesting, and I don't like that. I would definitely get rid of those boots. And maybe we don't buy light-up shoes for the baby for a while. Our next story is told by scared-valuable6666, who was serenaded by their own music in an empty house. Into my house about three months ago, and some weird things have been happening. Context This is a house built circa 1890 and used to be a medical office as well as a house used by a doctor and his wife. I couldn't find out what specialty it was, but he just did his consulting here. The doctor died in his bed in the house. His wife also died here. There was a murder that happened next door where a man stabbed his brother, but this wasn't in the house. It was the neighbors. I have the biggest bedroom, and although I've been trying to find the blueprint since I moved here, I have nothing. I think my room must have been the master bedroom, and potentially where they died. Some slightly weird things have been happening. Some things that, although weird, or weird coincidences, could be explained scientifically. Except for one. First thing that happens very commonly is the wall behind my bed. There's nothing behind the wall, the house ends there. It makes a lot of noise. Imagine if you had taken a sledgehammer to the wall and hit it really hard, and the subsequent falling of materials is what I hear. Obviously, could be explained, and houses make noises, but nobody else hears this, and the previous tenant also didn't. It makes little sense, since this isn't a hollow wall, and there isn't anything there. Secondly, I woke up with three deep scratches on my cheek, even though there was nothing in my bed. My nails were extremely short, and none of my bed sheets have any zippers, and my pillows don't have feathers. Thirdly, I have a salt lamp beside my bed, which has previously been PAT-tested by the university and deemed safe for use. It started flickering when I was on FaceTime with my friend, and so I jokingly said, Oh, hi dad. For context, my dad passed away a couple of years back. The second I said that, the switch of the lamp started heavily smoking and sparking. Obviously, things break, but it's weird that it happened right after I said that. The one thing I cannot explain is the one that happened two nights ago. For context, I'm a cellist, but my cello is currently in a different city. I had a recording of me playing the cello and learning a song and I stumbled upon it in my camera roll, so I played it. It was one of the first times I played the song, so it wasn't good and contained a lot of mistakes. I played it, cringed, turned it off, and went to do something on the other side of my room. I started hearing the recording again, and so I just assumed my phone was playing the video again, so I went back to my phone. It wasn't playing from there. Keep in mind, although this was faint, it was very clear and going on for at least two whole minutes. It wasn't a cello rendition of the song. It was specifically me, playing with all the mistakes. I didn't think much of it and assumed it was my laptop because I have them connected. I went back and it wasn't coming from my laptop. I assumed it was my AirPods, so I found them and they were dead in their case and the sound wasn't coming from there. I turned my entire room upside down, trying to find where it came from with no luck. I have no other technology in my room, and although it's a big room, an echo wouldn't last two minutes and wouldn't be so clear. And after around two minutes, it stopped. And I was a bit freaked out, but calmed myself down. I started speaking to my friend and was sending a voice note explaining the situation. The second that I started explaining, my room went from pretty warm to freezing within a second. The window and door were closed. I got freaked out and didn't come back for two hours because I was scared. I've never had anything like this happen and I'm not sure what to do. I've spoken to the previous tenant and she's never had anything like this happen. Any advice? Thanks in advance. no advice, (laughs) no idea, just cringe. Since you mentioned your father passing and then the salt lamp reacting to you saying hi to him, who knows if what you're experiencing may be actually him. He must know how much you enjoy playing the cello and figured that it was a way to get your attention. I'm not sure what your father was like, but maybe he thought it would be hilarious to keep playing the video you found to be so cringe, just to bug you, even in the afterlife. I guess that's just dads being dads, you know? Now, four-leaf fungi brings the real ick with our next story about a shared experience 16 years apart. I grew up in an old house. It was a little over 100 years old when I lived there as a kid in the early 2000s. I'm 24 now, and my half-brother is 8. We had a handful of odd experiences there, including cabinets opening in the middle of the night, stacks of plates and cups being dumped onto the counter and floor, the treadmill turning on by itself with no one near it. But the one that really stands out to me is this. When I was a toddler, so 3 or 4 years old, My bedroom door faced the corner of the hallway which had a small glass ceiling lamp. One night, when lying down for sleep, I very matter-of-factly said to my mom, Can you leave my door open a little bit so that I can see the grey man and the sad little boy in the hallway? She, obviously, was pretty freaked out but asked me what I meant. So I added, The grey man hangs from the light on the ceiling and the sad little boy walks up and down the hallway. She says I was not scared or weirded out or anything, just super straightforward about it. And I clearly was curious to see these figures, otherwise why would I ask for the door to stay open? Anyways, I guess I eventually stopped seeing these hallway figures, and it was just a story that would come up every once in a while in my family. Until 16 years later, when my half-brother was the same age I had been when I had these experiences. One night, while my mom tucked him in for bed, his room was down the hallway from my old room, so the doorway faced into the same hallway. He casually said, Oh, there's that little boy again, with a shrug while glancing out into the hallway. My mom was, understandably, even more freaked out this time, and asked him what boy he was talking about. He just answered, The boy that walks in the hallway, again, very matter-of-factly as I had done not scared or concerned at all. I just think it's so interesting that we both seem to see a young boy in the same hallway and had similar reactions to it. I have always wondered about it and wish that I could remember what I saw or had more details about it. I just remembered it and figured I would share it here and see if anyone else has any thoughts or similar stories. You know... Here's the funny thing about this. Recently, not recently, rather, my daughter has what I say are night terrors. So she's a terrible sleeper. She talks in her sleep quite frequently, and she will often sit up in bed and just kind of, you know, move around, kind of sway back and forth. And one night, she pointed up into the ceiling and goes, what's that? and then just went back to sleep and lay down. And I was like, cool, it was probably a ghost. I have no idea. I don't know why children have to torment their parents with offhand remarks like that. It isn't innocuous or cute when you say things like this, kids, okay? Just so you know. First of all, the gray man. I hope there's a follow-up to this because you can't just leave us hanging with that one. I'm gonna need you to go and do a paranormal investigation in your home. Now, as for the little boy, if you both saw the same sad boy doing the same thing, then it could just be residual haunting, just going about its looping through time business. Who knows? What it tells me is that likely it wasn't anything where he was wailing or doing anything like that. You could just tell he was sad and walking up and down. Maybe, like I said, residual haunting because he wasn't interacting or didn't interact. Maybe you could ask your brother if he has interacted with the ghost. Who knows? Now, today's final strange story is told by Such As Danger about the man. On the bus. I was on the bus during the late hours of the evening, and it was only me sitting on the bus. This happened very recently, so the story is still clear in my mind. Nothing was special or had stuck out to me about this trip until after a few stops. This man got on the bus and decided to sit next to me. I felt quite confused as there were many seats around me that he could have chosen elsewhere to sit. I was also sitting near the back, so he seemed to have examined the entire bus and still chose to sit right by me. Just wonderful. I ignored it and kept to myself until he turned to face me, and asked me if I could keep a secret. This petrified me as I thought he was about to confess something awful to me, as if I were a priest. He did stand out a little, so I assumed he was unwell, or maybe even unhoused. I stared at him for a few moments before ignoring him, not knowing how to respond. I am not a rude person, but I am neurodivergent. It doesn't affect me much aside from my social skills so sometimes I freeze and I'm unable to respond if the person seems even slightly threatening. He kept pestering me and asked me again if I could keep a secret, and I stared at him and tried hard to convey fear with my eyes to try and imply that I was uncomfortable and maybe not the best person to share whatever he had to say. I don't suffer from anxiety, so that's not the case. I simply don't communicate well. So after he asked me a few more times, I just said, yes. He smiled and pulled out something from his jacket, and my first thought was that it was shiny and square. Then he held it close to his lap sort of secretly, even though there was nobody around. There were laminated photographs of machines and paperwork, and I kind of laughed awkwardly and said, that's nice. I understood this was some older, troubled man, so I tried to be polite until he pulled out a photograph of a man wearing the outfit that I have seen local officers wear. The man in the photo was lying face first on the ground in what I assumed to be his own blood. My heart sank and I looked up at the man again. He had stopped smiling, which made me even more confused and scared. He told me that he wasn't from this time and that he had successfully built a time machine and had wound up here but there were government officials trying to stop him. I kept listening while I faced him as he continued to speak and I tried to comprehend what he was saying, but there was a ringing in my ear that just got louder and louder. All I could focus on was his mouth moving, but not the actual words coming out of it, until I realized he just wasn't there anymore, and the ringing noise had just suddenly stopped. I didn't even see him vanish. He was just... gone. The seat next to me was just empty. I hadn't seen him get up, and the bus hadn't stopped in at least a few minutes because neither of us rang the stop button. I looked around me and noticed it was earlier in the day all of a sudden. The sky was a lighter color than when I got on, and when I checked my phone, it was two hours before the time I was supposed to even get on the bus. Also, the surroundings outside didn't seem familiar at all. I've taken this bus route a hundred times, and i've practically memorized every tree, building and road at this point. i checked google maps and i was several hours away from my home when my typical bus ride itself is no longer than 40 minutes. i press the stop button and try to explain to the bus driver that i think i took the wrong bus. he explained that i have to take the same bus back, then catch two more buses if i wish to go back to the place where i had even got on the bus originally. That made no sense. I have a very good memory, and I am constantly aware of what I am doing. If I had changed the bus three times, I would know. Also, I had only bought one bus ticket. I do drink sometimes, but that is only occasionally. I have never taken recreational drugs, and I haven't been on prescribed medication since I was a child. Okay, well, we thank you so much for you coming to us with your story because that was a wild ride, pun intended. It was like a glitch in the Matrix. And let me tell you, as soon as you said you were the only one on the bus, I knew this was going to be a creepy story. Of course, he had to sit right next to you when there was a whole bus available. And after my initial heebie-jeebies were off, my first thought was that this man somehow made you time travel? I can't even begin to figure out what those photos were about. Maybe things he's witnessed in his time travels. I have no idea. This also reminds me of, like, this viral time-traveling story that was going around when I was in high school. If anybody remembers it. I mean, you can probably convince me of these things, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh, it's possible. Neil deGrasse Tyson says it is. I don't know. Anywho, this has definitely been one of the more interesting stories I've heard in a while. So, thank you for that. Well, that does it for this episode. If you'd like to submit your own personal spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. You can also email me, hauntedpod, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help. You can find us on Twitter, for now, at podcast underscore haunted, Instagram at itshauntedwhatnow, or at hauntedpod.com. Production assistance by Jesse Hawk, writing assistance by Sherilyn Reyes. The official composer and audio smith for the show is Neeks at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or We Talk of Until next time. Did you hear that?